The following podcast is a part of RadioMidsbits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. All right. Well, it's time to take a look at some more MCU rumors for Phase 5. You know I'm there. That's right. So this one uh, is a big one uh, coming up. And if done right, could uh, go a long way in restoring the MCU to its former glory. It does really. That you know, there's been some stubs involved. It's in terrible shape, Lefty. It just is. Just because people are not receptive to change. Well, anyway, the big movie is Fantastic Four. Uh, now, look, they've had other Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, they did. Uh, they had. Well, there's the Roger Corman one, but that's a long story. <laughs> and oddly enough, a lot about it is probably the most accurate. <laughs> but it's silly. Yeah, they didn't have any money. They slapped it out very quickly uh, just to maintain the rights they had at the time. And stuff like I mean, there's more complicated story behind it, but it's one of these movies shot for reasons other than doing a movie. <laughs> so, well... That's how those things go. That's just kind of sad. Well, yeah. Then later on, uh, Fox, of course, uh, produced their uh, at least two films. So they had one, and that was uh, Chris Evans was in that one as uh, Johnny Storm. Was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a young Chris Evans. Wow, that means he's played two superheroes. Yep, yeah, he did. Uh, and, uh, Michael Chiklis was Ben Grimm. Uh, that's the guy who turns into the rocks and stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, Jessica Alba played, uh, uh, Sue Storm. That's just because you all wanted to see her take her clothes off. Well, she turned invisible, so you really didn't see a whole lot. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then the guy playing Reed Richards, I don't even remember who he was. But, you know, uh, the movies were kind of silly and stupid. Uh, but in some aspects they worked out that the, the big letdown was how they dealt with Dr. Doom. Um, and that's too bad. And then the second one, they had silver surfer in it and it was kind of cool, but they changed Galactus into a cloud. What's he supposed to be? He's supposed to be a really giant guy who eats planets. <laughs> what? That, well, not literally. He drains the life force out of the planets. Um, but, um, they decided to make it this cloud entity that does it. And the Silver Surfer works for Galactus, searching out planets that possess the necessary life force and energy for him to feed upon. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, that's how that ended. Yeah, that's how it did. And then so it lay dormant for a while, and then they did a new version where they race-swapped Johnny with... Uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan. He's fantastic. He's he's a good actor, but he's not Johnny Storm. Uh, oh, my God. We, uh, this again. So anyway, well, I mean, if they're going to do that, they should have had Sue be black as well. Well, yeah. She wasn't? No. She was. You know, well, then how did they? Well, they just said she was adopted. Oh, okay. Yeah, which really changes the story even more so. Unnecessarily so. So it would have been easier to just, well, if you're going to do that, then they're both black. Because they're actual 
blood relatives and everything. Well, it's a multiverse. Yeah, 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 multiverse. So anyway, uh, the movie uh, had some interesting aspects to it, especially with Reed Richards' abilities, but it was pure crap. And uh, there was all kind of problems with the director having a mental breakdown. That was Josh Trank. He had done a found footage movie about superheroes. Um, I think that was an MTV film. They were getting into producing movies and stuff like that. Um, Because in this one was, you know, they were all teenagers uh, filming themselves when they encounter this alien artifact that gives them superpowers and stuff like that. And Michael B. Jordan was in that one, too. Uh, and so, oh, he was the hot new thing. And so they quickly signed him up to do this movie. It fizzled. Uh, he was signed to do a Star Wars movie, but they realized he was really, uh, mentally unbalanced, all kinds of problems. And, uh, it, the latest film or the last one he did was one about Al Capone's decline, uh, into insanity due to his, uh, uh, syphilis. Oh my God. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I didn't bother to watch it. Some people said it was pretty good. Others like, well, so uh, he was a flash in the pan type guy and they kind of wasted time on him. Uh, but the idea of approaching Fantastic Four as a science fiction film was not bad because that's basically it is a science fiction story. Uh, but nobody's ever really hit it as to what they are. I guess really the Incredibles, the first one <laughs> gets pretty close to the idea of this superhero family. Uh, but anyway, so uh, as hopes were with Spider-Man coming into the MCU, which was amazing. I disagree. What? It just wasn't Spider-Man. Yeah, he's in the suit and he, he has webs and he sticks to things. Yeah, he did. But they finally got it right in the the, the, the latest Spider-Man. No way held. Oh, that was that was so incredible. What a magical district. Yeah. And uh, so I guess there's hope for Peter Parker yet. Uh, hopefully they don't stumble with this one if they get it right. Like I said, um, I think it does have potential to, uh, write a lot of troubles that the MCU has, but of course everything's in delay, uh, because right now, uh, there's a writer strike and all that. Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta make a stud. Yeah. But, uh, so, uh, it's really a really God awful time to do it. Uh, and despite all the damage done, uh, they, well, what do you, I just don't know what, <laughs> they just have to wait it out. But also I keep re- reminding that a lot of these rumors may have been true at one point. They're really old as we go through these. Um, but with the stalling, they're probably stuck with whatever plot points they were pursuing initially. So, um, some of them might've been true and they change them as they go. But in this case with a writer strike, you're not allowed to you know, do changes to a script or what have you. I don't even know if they can do like a, a, a brief outline. I mean, they could and just sort of, you know, finagle around the rules. That's not fair. They better not. Well, you know, they'll probably get some AI program to write it. Oh my God. No, no, that's no, no. Well, that's where we are. So finally, the rumors. Yeah. Oh, you've been babbling on forever. Yeah. Well, uh, the rumors, which, cause there's not a whole lot here. <laughs> uh, but this is something I've heard before. Uh, the Fantastic Four come from the 1960s and return to Earth 616, which I don't think it works, but anyway, the MCU, after decades exploring the multiverse. Oh 
my God, they they were back in the 60s. And that's, that's when the comic books. Yeah, that's right. So I guess for the period piece, they'll utilize a lot of that and uh, keeping in tone with that. But also I had heard uh, other pitches on this idea that they were uh, originally from the distant past and that they uh, that Reed knew Hank Pym in his younger days and that sort of thing. Probably even knew ha- uh, Howard Stark and that sort of thing. So they could do that sort of and, and kind of gel it with their characters. They're not the Fantastic Four yet, but, you know, it establishes them retroactively. And if they do it right, it, it'll be fine. It won't be, you know, shoehorned in like Captain Marvel was. No, that's not what happened. Yes, it is. It's exactly what happened. Yeah, there's no arguing that. Well, I'm arguing it. Well, anyway, and so the idea uh, at the time was that they would it, they were taking from the Ultimate Universe version in the comics, where the Fantastic Four, instead of stealing a spaceship and going in and getting bombarded by cosmic rays, uh, they explore the negative zone. Oh my God! Except they called it the end zone. Oh, that's problematic. Well, yeah, uh, and uh, they they when they come back out of it, they have all these powers. That's what the Josh Trank uh, uh, movie did. So they were borrowing from that. So now they'll probably take a different approach with it. And since they're doing all this multiverse, 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 and that's one of the drags on this is by the time you get to the Fantastic Four movie, I'm, even now people are sick to the death of hearing about multiverse. So. I don't know, but uh, perhaps by the time the movie gets here, they will have already been introduced in some of the other films, you know, maybe. At one point, I thought maybe that's what Quantumania would do, but uh, that that didn't happen. So uh, Reed and Sue are already married, and they have Franklin and Valeria, their, their two kids. And Doctor Doom will appear in a supporting role, but won't be the main villain. You know, remember when you thought Doctor Doom would be in uh, Wakanda forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, that didn't happen. Yeah, there was some concept art, and maybe that was something they did think about doing, but they, they didn't go with it. Um, and the idea of him being a, a character that was manipulating things and whatnot, I don't know. They probably should have gone for it, but still, was that the Fantastic Four established already? Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with that. The rights over Submariner are not quite there, which is why they did so many changes. They did it for Rivers and Susan, and that's virtuous. They did it because they don't control it, and they used uh, the idea that it's virtuous of representation uh, to give them cover over it. Uh, so, yeah. that You just got to spoil everything. King will have a pivotal role. Oh, well, that's, uh, hmm. Is he going to be there? I guess if they recast him. Yeah, yeah. But even he might not be the main villain. Well, good Lord. No Dr. Doom and King are there, but they're not going to be the villains? No. Galactus and the Silver Surfer rumor to appear. Oh, my God. Are they the villains? I doubt it. Well, what? It might be the Mole Man, who uh, was one of their first villains. And um, that might be the deal. Establishing Doctor Doom uh, makes sense for they would want to save him for their probably the second movie where they have a you know a confrontation with him because he's the main nemesis of the Fantastic Four and of course Reed Richards and all that. So that's kind of sounds like the plan of what that would be. Uh, Mole Man lives underground with uh, the mole people. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, but he's not real originally one of them. They just worship him because they think he's brilliant and stuff. But uh, anyway, it's a long-winded story. So they'll probably do that, but that's also taking from the Ultimates, 
And the original story, too. But, I mean, the Ultimates uh, had that meshed in with their origin story and whatnot. But this idea that they're out of time and stuff, that's, uh, boy, that's going to really stretch the original uh, templates of it all. So, but, you know, uh, there's narrative possibilities there that they could make work. Uh, but if they're able to capture the cohesive nature of the team and also the tragic circumstances of uh, Reed having to live with the burden and blame of what happens to Ben Grimm becoming the thing. Uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of material there you can make use of. Um, but uh, the main thing will be worrying about how many checkboxes they can get from the cast and what gender swaps and race swaps they'll do. Stuff like that. At the moment, Adam Driver apparently is rumored to take the Reed Richards role. Uh, I don't know, you know. But uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. It's going to be fun. And, you know, I have trusted them and uh, their abilities. And, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, and the representation, you throw it away because, you know, you're an old fart. But it, uh, it, it there's a lot of value there. And other people can say, now it's my turn to see myself as one of the Fantastic Four. Well, anyway... Um, so a lot of this being delayed, we'll see uh, how they do it. But again, with the delay, they might be locked in uh, this premise. And to constantly hear this version of it being period piece and what stuff like that, or at least initially, and then they come to the modern times um, after being stuck this time somewhere out there in the multiverse. <laughs> and as a result of it, they get powers. Um, yeah, that can work, I I suppose. It's just... When they come back, uh, whatever property they had and stuff is decades long ago and wouldn't be there. <laughs> so, but, uh, well, you know, Reed's a smart guy. They'll figure it out. Uh, so anyway, that's what's the deal for Fantastic Four. And again, if they can nail it, uh, this could be a solid film that could go a long way and uh, giving some positive stability for the MCU, provided... It's still around by the time they get to this movie. Oh, it, oh God, it, it, don't worry. It'll be there. It'll be there. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Say, what you wearing there, boy? Hey, oh, this is my Bubba Stargon t-shirt. Bubba Stargon? Oh, man, is that all the characters? Is that little Mr. Spot? It sure is. Oh, man, where can I get one? <laughs> you gotta head over to the Mr. Nelson store. Mr. Nelson store? Where that? Oh, you gotta head over to Zazzle.com, Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com, and look up the Mr. Nelson store. Yeah, M-R-N-I-L-S-I-N. <laughs> it's just that simple. Oh, man, I'm gonna get on that and get me a Bubba Star concert. Yeah, you'll be the envy of your friends. Yeah, except you're the only one friend of gut. Well, uh, you'll make more with a cool shirt like it. Oh, yeah! That's right, friends. Head over to the Mr. Nelson store at Zezzle.com where you can get your Bubba Stargon shirt and other great Mr. Nelson products. And now, from Nelson Productions comes 
a space opera adventure like no other. Bubba Stargon and the Uranus Patrol! Preparations for Spot's transition into female will begin shortly. Stand by. Um, uh... What? Uh-oh. Holy, holy shit! Now we gotta get the fuck out of here! Well, I agree, Spot, but where do we even begin? I mean, this room appears to be completely seamless. No windows, no doors. No, Ludi, it's not totally seamless. Perhaps you're unable to see it, but with my, my, my cat eyes, I'm able to make out a very slender seam that appears to be the edge of a door in this wall here. And, of course, with my... All right, my retractable claws... I might be able to pick it open. Oh, man. That's great, Spot. Say, Looney, well, well, Spot's working on that, and he's got his back to us. Well, that that gives us our chance. Uh, Our chance? Our our chance for what? To scissor. Bubba. Meanwhile, high above the moon of Ariel is the spaceship Edsel still in orbit. And within the sickbay, Dr. Lenny Boo's Hetfield and Nurse Pristine Cathedral have just completed surgery upon the stowaway from Ariel. Boo's, the patient is starting to come around. Uh, yeah, okay, Pristine. Uh, she ought to be able to answer some questions, but you know... <laughs> Turns out this wasn't all that necessary. I've been looking over this uh, this sensor chip, and man, it's a really sophisticated piece of technology. Yeah, but turns out uh, it's uh, given off a signal and is open to receiving them. Uh, if we could just determine the right frequency, we probably could have reprogrammed it. What? <laughs> oh, oh, well, too late now. He done cut her head open and uh, removed it, so... Um, well, well, lesson learned, <laughs> and for you know maybe next time, Ugh. whatever. Doctor Hatfield. Oh, uh, hey, Miss Johnson, uh, you you feeling all right? Oh, it, yeah, yes, I I think so, but it's not Miss Johnson, it's Mister Johnson. What? Wow. Uh? The fact that I can say that out loud is evidence that the surgery was a success. Well, d- all right, great. So now you can uh, explain everything to us. Uh, you know, what do you mean you're Mr. Johnson? What the hell was the deal with the sensor chip in your brain? Well, it all began shortly after the war with Mars and Venus started, when our director, Dr. Sam Flott, decided that the threat to humanity and all life was so great from the war that it was time to take drastic action to, to progress uh, human existence and, and philosophy and all that good stuff. And he decided that if we were a more respectful and, and polite society, that things like war would become a thing of the past. And he felt the best way to do this was to train everybody through a censorship in the brain. I mean, it seemed drastic and all, but, uh, you know, everybody was scared of the war breaking out and, and, and all that. And, and, well, questioning the doctor would be questioning science, so I... You know, looking back, it sounds really stupid, but... And I guess it was, but we all went along with it. And uh, so we all got the chips, and suddenly, you know, uh, nasty words, of course, were forbidden, and you'd get bleeped, and and, and then other terms that, well, Dr. Dr. Flott just thought, hey, we don't need those, and so those got censored, too. And, of course, he didn't tell us about the the dopamine release that he would increase if if we started speaking certain terms and ideas that, that that he liked. Um... Yeah, that was a sign of things that 
It was probably a bad idea. Um, and then we suffered the Venusian attack of the of that virus that, you know, makes testicles swell up and turns women into cannibalistic freaks who want to eat your testicles. Oh, that did. Uh, it was pretty bad. Uh, but uh, it had a real devastating effect on Dr. Flood as his, his wife had attacked him and, well, ate his balls. So uh, a lot of us had suffered quite a few injuries. Uh, I mean, I still had one testicle left. But, uh, well, he said that he had a perfected teleportation technology for, for surgeries. And so all we had to do was get into the teleportation chamber and he could repair the damages. So we did, you know. And the next thing we knew, we all came out, turned into women. Of course, we couldn't really uh, be upset about it because the censorship well, would stop us and censor us. And, of course, the dopamine release. And I guess a lot of the men just accepted it. But Dr. Flott was starting to preach about how the future is female and all that stuff. But that's the same thing I'd heard the Venusian Society preaching about, you know? And, I, you know, I, I mean, I gotta admit, uh, I was pretty curious. And, uh, well, part of one of my uh, uh, responsibilities was to uh, check up on the, the chips for maintenance purposes to see if there was anything failing or whatnot. But as I was looking into them, I, I realized there was a signal being beamed into it. And uh, once I deciphered it and figured out the frequency, well, I realized it was coming from a Venusian beacon out in space. Holy shit. It's probably the same one that uh, attacked the base on Miranda a while back. Oh, really? Well, I guess it shouldn't surprise me. Uh, I mean, we've been so isolated, we've no idea what's going on outside of, of the aerial base. But, but <laughs> anyway, it became obvious we were victims of a Venusian attack, and they took advantage of Dr. Flott's crazy utopian idea with the chips, and and reprogrammed us. I was horrified, but there was nothing I could do. I couldn't tell anyone else, because, you know, we're all censored, and I, I couldn't see any means of escape until I heard about the supplies coming from Spaceship Edsel, and I saw my chance to stow away. And that's about it. I, what's happening to your crewmen down below, I, I hazard to guess. And so down below on Ariel, we return to find Baba looting. Mr. Spot still trapped in their strange exam room prison. Bubba, just no. No. What? <laughs> Come on, Looney. I mean, it's not like it's gay, because it's me. <laughs> you know? I mean, what is this? Are you just jealous because, you know, my boobs are bigger than yours? D oh, for God's sakes, Bubba. There. There, I got through. It's open. I can get out now. Oh man, add a boy spot! Let's haul ass! Alert! 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 Unauthorized oh, exit! Oh, we better hurry! Alert, yeah, but alert, hurry to where? Alert! Unauthorized um, exit from the Yeah, did. Come on, alert, hey, any of you guys alert, studied the schematics of the aerial base before we came down here? <laughs> alert! 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 Yeah, I kind of glanced at it. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I didn't look at it. Good! You irresponsible lazy louse. Gee, do I have to do everything? Well, alright, Bubba, did you read the schematics? Um. No. Ansel Crow, stop where you are, or we'll be forced to open fire. Ah, shit. I guess it was too good to be true. No, no. They're not taking my balls now. Wow. You see how far Spud leaped on those bitches? Yeah, wow, he's really slicing and dicing him with his new claws. <laughs> Serves you right, bitches. Oh my god, that's really really gory. Uh, I mean, look, they're being brainwashed by those chips and things. We're not certain they're responsible for what they've all done, you know? Yeah, well, Looney, they threatened his balls, you know? You just don't do that. Besides, I mean, 
If I had been given the opportunity to rip their throats out before they took my balls, you damn right I would have done it. And if they were mind-controlled puppets, well, sucks to be them, you know? Here, Bubba, I got their weapons. Ha ha, a boy, Spot. Pound 9000! X0, X0, 10, 10, 10! Martian command code accepted. Powering down. Whoa. Uh, Martian what command the code. How'd you know to do that, Ludie? Oh, uh, 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 well, you know, it's uh, complicated and stuff. Uh, 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 uh. Whoa. What the hell is that? It, it sounded like an explosion. Well, saved by an explosion, eh, Ludie? <laughs> but what was it anyway? Yeah, well, perhaps we'll find that out and other answers to questions that may or may not have been asked in the next exciting episode of The Adventures of Bubba Stargon and the Uranus Patrol. Bubba Stargon and the Uranus Patrol is written and performed by me, Douglas Nelson, with music provided by Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. And you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to TweakedAudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson, M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's TweakedAudio.com. Hey, I'm Red Neckerton. Well, an Arby's general manager who beat her hands bloody trying to escape a walk-in freezer was found dead by her son inside the icebox after she became trapped inside by a broken door. Her four children, Gwen Lee, Nina Lee, Trina Lee, and Tiffany Sharub, uh, Sharub Hat. Uh, I'm probably getting that wrong. But anyway, they, uh, they're seeking more than one million dollars in damages from Arby's and franchisee Turbo Restaurants. The eight-page lawsuit alleges that the store's freezer door had been broken since August 2022 and employees had to use a screwdriver to help open and close the door. God damn. And uh, used a box of oil to help keep the freezing door open. Gee. Oh, man. Well, that's just plumb stupid. According to the lawsuit, uh, who had, uh, Lee had been temporarily assigned to work at that particular store, became trapped in the freezer, and beat her hands bloody trying to escape. Oh, oh man. The widowed mother of four oh, 
usually worked in a Houston Arby's, but relocated to Louisiana for a month at the fast food chain's request. Uh-huh. Boy, that, uh, that just increases the damages. They made her go there, you know. She was fine working in Houston, but they said, Hey, Lee, why don't you go help out our piece of shit dump in Louisiana? That's basically what happened there, you know. Cause you can't even fix a goddamn door. Louisiana assignment was extended. Oh, great. Oh, so uh, oh, it'll only be a month. Oh, it's going to take a little longer than that. Mm-hmm. And her son, Wynn, relocated there as well so he could work with his mom. Well, these autopsy report confirmed she died from hypothermia. Temperatures inside the freezer likely ranged from 5 to negative 20 degrees. Lawyers also alleged that management knew about the broken freezer door and multiple work orders were put in, but repairs were never made. Oh boy, just couldn't. Didn't want to spend the cash. Just told him, use a screwdriver. It'll be alright. Uh-huh. It's unclear how long Lee was trapped inside the freezer before she died. Well, long enough, apparently. But according to court papers, she was in the freezer so long she collapsed into a fetal position face down on the frozen floor. Yeah. Well, of course, Arby said, hey, uh, we're aware of this tragic incident. Uh-huh. And uh, we're cooperating with authorities. Mm. Well, why don't you cooperate with the goddamn employees when they tell you the fucking freezer door don't work? I mean, goddamn, there's other doors that can be messed up, but that's kind of an important one right there. So, yeah, I think they're asking for over a million. Yeah, you might want to up that. Oh, yeah. Because I'm seeing settlement here. Toot sweet. Oh, boy, that's just sad. Anywho... Um, yeah, I don't know. You want to be going to Arby's anytime soon. But, uh, anyway, I'm Red Neckerton reminding you to keep your goddamn holes clean. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. I guess it was too good to be true. No, no. They're not taking my balls now. See how short Spud leaped on those bitches? Yeah, wow, he's really slicing and dicing him with his new claws. <laughs> Saves you right, bitches! Oh my god, that's really, really gory. Uh, I mean, look, they're being brainwashed by those chips and things. We're not certain they're responsible for what they've all done, you know? Yeah, well, Looney, they threaten his balls, you know? You just don't do that. Besides, I mean, if I'd been given the opportunity to rip their throats out before they took my balls, you damn right I would have done it. And if they were... Mind-controlled puppets, well, sucks to be them!